Notes from Greenalsh number 114. Go for the greatest. We can all learn from our experiences, ourselves, and others. In fact, a key aspect of wisdom is to glean lessons from the experience of others so you can benefit without having to go through it yourself. That's one reason the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I've been reminded of several important lessons while reading a biography by Sam Wellman covering the life of George Washington Carver, an African-American born into slavery on a Missouri farm during the Civil War. He was kidnapped a week after his birth, but later found and bought back by the Carvers. When slavery ended in 1865, the Carvers raised and educated George and his brother, since they had lost their parents. The Carvers gave the boys a solid foundation. They taught them that God is their loving Father. So they are free. They are loved. They have value. They are unique and they can contribute. They also taught them to read and write and instill the responsibility to be honest, to do what's right, and to benefit others. The wonders of God's creation fascinated George, who loved to learn. At an early age, he was impacted by Jesus' parable of the talents and the responsibility he had to be the best steward of what he was learning and could learn. He felt God calling him to get more education, which meant taking the painful step of leaving his foster family at age 10 and living on his own in order to attend a school for black children 10 miles away. He took God at his word that if he sought God's kingdom first, God would provide for him. George quickly outgrew that school and moved to Kansas to learn all he could about how to make things grow. Early on, he was beaten by bigots for being black yet possessing school books. God provided new learning experiences outside the classroom when George met a nomadic Native American who gave him insight into seeds, roots, nutrition, toxins, and living off the land. He learned about wheat farming by helping a farmer who was struggling to harvest it. At 16, he moved to Minneapolis to get more schooling. While attending school, he opened a laundromat, putting to use the domestic skills Mrs. Carver taught him. He excelled at chemistry and developed various techniques for stain removal on different textiles. Unfortunately, his landlord took advantage of him, and he eventually had to sell his business. George used the money to attend the college he was accepted at, but upon arrival to start school, they rejected him solely because he was black. But God didn't reject George. God is always preparing those who love him for what he has next. George decided to homestead, which eventually failed, but in the process, he learned about soils, building a home, drilling for water, growing corn and Russian red wheat, and the business side of farming, town raising, and railroad expansion. George attempted college again at Simpson College and then was accepted at Iowa State University. 
Despite experiencing prejudice at first, George went on to become the most respected and knowledgeable botany student. He excelled in his studies, in military service, and even drama, music, and painting. He earned his master's degree and gained notoriety from publishing papers on soils and plants. Then he accepted an offer from Booker T. Washington to direct the Agricultural Department at Tuskegee, an institute in Alabama for all black students. George's desire was to serve and be of the greatest good for the greatest number of people, like Jesus was when ministering on earth. God blessed George's efforts, even though many times other people took the credit for his accomplishments. Through humility, sincerity, tact, dedication, excellence, and knowledge, George battled 30 more years of prejudice to win over fellow faculty and white farmers throughout the South. Over time, they listened to him and benefited from his unprecedented world-class research in alternative crops to cotton, which was threatened by diminishing topsoil and the boll weevil. George diligently worked to effectively persuade farmers, several U.S. presidents, and Congress of the incredibly diverse uses for peanuts, sweet potatoes, and velvet beans. Along the way, he tirelessly taught thousands of students regarding agriculture and the Bible. By the time George passed away at age 75, the world had come to recognize him as a talented inventor, educator, and leader. He had been accepted into the National Agricultural Society and the Royal Society of Great Britain. Books had been written about him, and a museum was established to exhibit over 350 products he developed, as well as artwork he created. But George recognized he could do nothing significant without God. He said, I'm not good. I'm just trying to be better through Christ each day. From experience, he passed on the truth that God will reveal what you need to know if you put your hands in His. He instructed people to do your best, trust God, and be thankful for friends who encourage and strengthen you along the way. God is your greatest good. Go with God. And like George Carver, you will experience your best life, despite the suffering and injustice of broken people in this fallen world. And in addition, God will help you to be of the greatest good to others.